1: All podcasts on the NRL Supercoach Talk Network are proudly sponsored by Brett Oten Solicitors, a law firm specializing in the entertainment, tech, and media industries. Now, if you need any intellectual property contract or other business advice, please visit com B-R-E-T-T-O-A-T-E-N.com.au, or you can contact Brett on Twitter. His handle is just at Brett Oten. He is, of course, Sydney-based, but can help you with your legal requirements anywhere and everywhere where you may be. All right, guys, let's get stuck into another big podcast. Round 18 is coming up. It's the last of the big buys. There's plenty to get through. We have Joe Fitz on the other end of the line, so let's get going. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week of the SC Report podcast. Big buy coming up this week. Last of the big buys, obviously, leading into the deciding Origin Game 3 next week. Obviously, myself, Nick, and Joe is on the other end of the line. Joe, you're in charge of the household at your place this week, mate. Everything under control?
2: Everything, well, the house is still standing. That's the most important thing to my wife, if you're listening. Um, yeah, is there any special is messages A- okay. you want to send? <laughs> the house is completely neat. I've kept it spotless, and there's absolutely nothing to worry about. But
1: <clears throat> the, the child is still alive?
2: Um, the last time I nudged her with my toe, yes,
1: she was. <laughs> good stuff, mate, good stuff. The, um, the single dad life must be treating you, must sort of lead to some good Supercoach scores, because you absolutely smashed it this week.
2: Oh, it's the first time in about six weeks I think I've actually gone up in the rankings, yeah. Um, uh, if not for a 10-point down date, um, I'd be a little happier. But 13.65 uh, on the on the weekend, um, I was pretty much on a high. And then when Sam Burgess, as my captain, got sent to the bin, I almost took the dog for a walk mm-hmm. again. But he came good, and yeah, I, I think it ended up being uh, – I think in about the top 60 or 70 uh, scores for the week. So, yeah, up to 1310, which ironically is exactly the same ranking Wenin's on. So he got 1173, which is not too bad.
1: That's good, mate. That is very good. Good to see you charging back up there again. And, yeah, like you say, exactly the same overall score as Wenin. Uh I had a 1091, so a little bit below par. Dropped about 500 spots, um, 1900th overall now. So, it pushes me back to sort of about ninety to ninety-five points behind you boys. So I'll need I'll need a good week this week. Um and it's not looking particularly good, obviously, with a couple of injuries and um and a lot of players out. But we will get on to that. Uh plan for tonight, as per usual, is is sort of news, trade time. Uh we got a lot of questions on Twitter this afternoon, so we'll spend a little bit longer than normal on the questions. Um and then, and then we'll wrap it up from there. Uh, board bets, we'll post them all in the article. As we always do, there hasn't been a lot of movement uh, from the prior week. So, mate, without further ado, let's get stuck in and go straight to the news. This is the news. All right, up to the news first. couple of injuries this week, isn't there? A couple of boys in doubt.
2: Yeah, a couple of the Storm boys uh, are very highly owned. Jesse Bromwich has uh, got a spot in the Surge Busters. I'm keeping warm for him. Um, lower back or possibly a calf, um, NRL physio isn't sure, and I don't think Craig Bellamy is from his post-match uh, presser. Um, if it's the back, he could be in a bit of trouble to back up, but the calf, um, he should be okay from from what I understand. Um, you're a Tohu Harris owner, aren't you?
1: Yes, I am. And I mean, you have to think him and also Manu Ma'u, who didn't train today. Both of those two have to surely be in doubt for the weekend.
2: Yeah, and that's got to, I mean, Harris has, uh, after a good start coming back from the injury that kept him out most of the year. Um, he's really faded and uh, had a bit of a shocker last weekend against the Broncos. And most owners, I'd say, were holding him just for this round 18, so it's got to be a pretty bad blow if he's, uh, if he's out for the week. Not as bad as the owners who brought Mitch Rain in for the weekend, mate, uh, are late out with, with an illness. A few people on the site were uh, spitting chips that, that they got stuck with an AE after bringing him in.
1: Yes, unfortunate there. Very unfortunate for those guys. His Panthers teammate, Dean Farre with a jaw injury, is out for a month, which opens up a spot there for Peachy, who we will touch on soon. And what about Lewis Brown? Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh,
2: I didn't even put him on the injury list uh, on the run sheet, but yeah, he's done. Uh, he's got a leg injury and he's out for two weeks. And look, guys, if you brought him in seriously, give yourself an uppercut. And also he got injured, so um, yeah, look, that's that sucks obviously if yeah. he did it, but I'm also having a bit of a chuckle because I think it was a silly option.
1: <laughs> mate, I was I was pretty close to bringing him in actually, sort of Saturday. Uh, my team hadn't wasn't going so so well over Thursday, Friday, and I was thinking, mate, do I just pull the trigger here and go for Lewis Brown, but. Decided to stay away, so obviously you're happy about that. Um, so it'll be, I think, again, like we always say, keep an eye out for Wacko's Whispers on Friday. No Thursday night game this week, um, so keep an eye out on those for Friday for some of those Storm and um, Manuma'u potentially being out. Also, okay, let's jump onto team lists. Obviously, only the four games this week. Friday night, Roosters and Rabbitohs. TKO's back on the bench Watson, Guira, and Ted Ivano are into the starting side, and Madison starts again. Rabbits 1-17. to Mate, let's just go quickly. I don't see Madison on the rest of the pod. What do you think about Madison? I mean, I don't think Boyd Corden are trained for New South Wales again today, so I think he's in a bit of doubt for this particular game, and that could open up um, Madison for more game time with the Roosters potentially post Origin as well, if Boyd Cordner doesn't sort of return straight away.
2: Yeah, Madison, when he, I think you know he's proven when he gets minutes on that edge that that he does very well, and he he does have a bit of a nose for for the try line. I've, honestly, I've got to, I've got to find I find it hard to believe that Cordner would have been named if he wasn't at least a chance of playing. And with the Roosters having the, the round 19 bye, um, if for whatever reason uh, Cordner doesn't recover and misses, he's still got that extra week to recover, uh, you know, two weeks really. Um, so I'm not sure that Madison's there for a long time, but he might be there for a good time. Um, the issue is obviously he goes back to the bench in limited minutes when Cordner comes back. So, gee – Yes, is an enticing option, but is the kind of enticing option for me if it was kind of around ten or eleven or twelve, um, I'd, I'd have a gamble. I think I'm way too tight on trades to kind of run with Madison as a, a viable option. What about you?
1: Yeah, definitely a risky option. Um, and I, I take your point. Whoever we trade in it now is basically going to be in our team uh, at the end of the season, given the limited number of trades. So, um, I'll have I'll have more of a look at him. But yeah, probably a bit too risky. You, yeah, I I I'd, I'd probably agree there. Panthers and Sea Eagles, um, obviously two of the teams that play eighteen and nineteen, squaring off this week. Faray's out, Peachy is in the centres, Mitch Rain is in, and for the Sea Eagles, Lewis Brown is out and Jared Kennedy is into the back row. Uh, we'll talk about him a bit more, a bit later on there, mate. Just just on the Panthers and Sea Eagles in general. I mean, obviously we know that they play eighteen and nineteen, but I mean, you know, know, I can see people sort of having six or seven players from this team, uh, from this game, sorry, in their team this week. And it's, you know, if you're going to run with those guys to to the end of the season, do you think that's too many sort of Panthers and Sea Eagles to jump on this week?
2: I, I know conventional wisdom would suggest you don't want to load up on too many players from one side. But, I mean, again, there were people who were saying that about running BJ Lelua. Rapana and Croker towards the end of last year and all three of them went absolutely bananas uh, and I'm sure won quite a few people some leagues so I think you've got to take it on a case-by-case basis the likes of you know talking about the Panthers Dylan Edwards is really surprised a few people going from a cow to you know he looks like a dead set keeper with a 62 average um, on top of your mansors and clearies and and and, and stuff like that I, I think that all of them are viable. Uh, mainly, obviously, you look at your Dylan Walkers, Tom Trebolyevich, Jake Trevojevic, um DCEs, etc. But I would find it hard to believe that all of them fire in any given week. Just the nature of Supercoach. But at the same time, it would be impossible to predict who is going to fire and who isn't, um, because mainly are doing very well uh, in real life and in, in you know in Super Penrith have guys that are doing well in Supercoach, but they're stinking it up uh, in real life. So, yeah, that's a roundabout way of saying I don't know. <laughs>
1: um,
2: you know, you need to get the players in that you think are the best, regardless of team, uh, quite frankly. I think that needs to be a secondary consideration. So if if Moylan is the best option for you at 5'8", then bring him in, regardless of whether you're Cleary and a couple of other uh, Panthers, I say.
1: Okay. All right, Storm and the Eels. The Storm have got a bunch of rookies in. Uh, the Eels have got Mo Roa into the starting lineup. And then Bulldogs and and Knights, a few changes there. Nothing particularly relevant. Um, if there's any, any relevant guys from those two games, we will touch on them next up in the trade time segment.
2: And now
1: it's trade time. All right, trade time is here. At this time of year, mate, lots of people start talking about Nuff's. What exactly is enough, and are there any good ones out there?
2: Yeah, I I think the word enough's taken on a couple of different meanings. Um, Traditionally, it means a, a dual position base price player who will not Come close to sniffing uh, a game outside of the big buy rounds. Um, and, you know, we use that Nuff term because we want to, towards the end, it's all about getting kind of the top 20 or 21 players for the run home and getting a little bit of extra cash by trading down to someone who won't become an auto emergency. Um, people always also use Nuff as a bit of an insult for players like, I don't know, Lewis Brown, for example, who's enough. But um, in this context, um, Bringing people in towards the end of the year uh, who might play round 18, uh, and preferably round 19, and then go away once the Origin players come back. And there's quite a few of those to go through uh, for this week.
1: Yeah, for sure. Exactly right. We need blokes, we need cheapies for this week and potentially next week if possible, but more so this week. And there's, there's definitely a few of them here, so let's talk about them. Let's start with Cameron King, um, obviously hooker for Parramatta. Did not have a particularly good score last week. Um, yeah, stayed on his score of 30, which, if I'm not mistaken, was 29 tackles in one run. Uh, plays 18 and... Parra plays 18 and 19, don't they?
2: No, no no, 19 they miss, so okay. it's only for the one week.
1: Um, so only a one-week option there at Hooker. Um, not for me. What about you?
2: Yeah, same, because it really violates exactly what we're... Yeah, You have to tick a few boxes to be enough And one of the ones that Cameron King Certainly doesn't uh, tick Is that he will be in the side For the rest of the year by the looks of things So you've got someone scoring Kind of 25, 30 Maybe 35 on a good day um, That's going to be really stinking up Your um, your reserves there And he only plays one of the two uh, Big buy rounds that are remaining So for me he's not an option But at the same time I do have sympathy Because Hooker is just a painful position this year, um, particularly with the, uh, the injury to Brandon Smith from the Storm.
1: Yeah, definitely. Hooker is impossible to navigate. Um, okay, next boy on our list here is Jared Kennedy, who's been named to start for Manly in the back row in place of Lewis Brown. 165K, dual position, second row centre, has played one game so far this year, um, which was in round two for a score of 18. Uh Again, gives you coverage for eighteen and nineteen, which is ideal. Has a decent PPM from prior seasons. I, I can bring up the I could dig around for the stats, but I think it's okay. I would be pretty interested in him to be honest, given that he's dual and he's starting and he's fairly cheap.
2: Yeah, he's almost the perfect nuff. He plays eighteen and nineteen. He's guaranteed minutes in those weeks, and you've got to hope that Lewis Brown comes back after a couple of weeks uh, and you know punts Kennedy out of the side. The- the dual second row uh, center wing is ideal, um, you know, for the likes of Harris and, and you know, Crichton and other guys for that flexibility. Um, but, I mean, he's 40-odd he's K above base price, which is a little bit of a worry. But if you can use, uh, you know, if you don't, desperately need that 40K to bring in the guns you want for this round, then, you know, he's probably, he's close to the pick, uh, I think. More so than Sean Lane, who is his second row buddy for Manly. 143Ks, mate. He was a cash cow a couple of years ago, late season for the Doggies, but any interest there?
1: No. um, Second row only, so no jewel. Um, Like you said, he is 20K cheaper than Kennedy. He's played one game this year for a 41 uh, in something like 18 minutes or something like that, so he 13 minutes, um, so he he obviously had a bunch of attacking stats in that game. Coming off the bench, also um, no, I, I would much prefer Kennedy. I'll be willing to pay the extra 20k for Kennedy there.
2: Yeah, Lane could be one of the one of the great kind of lost talents of the NRL. He's such an absolute monster talent wise. Fell out with the Bulldogs coaching staff got traded for Fatala Mariner to the Warriors, didn't do anything there, and he's pretty much in the same boat for Manly. So if he doesn't get his head screwed on straight, he could find himself out of an NRL squad uh, sooner rather than later, but he's got all the talent in the world. Um, Saunders from the Doggies, speaking of the Doggies, um, he is probably going to be the most popular cow. He's that base 122k He's coming off the bench. He's a dual second uh, row front row, which is handy. Um, and with Frawley being on the bench for the Bulldogs, that three forward rotation, uh, Cassiano uh, being one of those forwards means there's got to be extra minutes. Um, so I think Wendon's interested in bringing Saunders in this week.
1: Yeah, look, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So, I mean, the dogs have got Fuilalo starting and then to allow on the bench. So a couple of big boppers there who you wouldn't expect to play big minutes. Uh, and like you said, Frawley as well. Saunders, his dual second row, front row, base price gives you a number for this week, but not for next week. So look, I mean, if you don't need numbers next week in 19, which I think is the case for a lot of people, I think most people are scrambling for this week, but potentially next week looks okay. Um, like myself in particular, I'm sitting on twelve for this week only. Uh but next week I've actually got twenty. Um, obviously that's pre any trades or um, you know, yeah, pre any trades. So round nineteen, obviously easier than eighteen. Um, so yeah, I don't mind Saunders. I don't mind him. That that base price is definitely appealing.
2: I think the fact that it's James, you know, obviously they've got James Graham out, Eastwood's out. Uh, Josh Jackson and Clemmer for Origin, but what it means that they're apart from Tom when there's no big minute uh, middle forwards for the Bulldogs at the moment. When usually they're full of them, um, you know. Cassiano struggles to even play forty minutes and fill out. Uh, uh, Full Arlo is kind of a low minutes uh, type forward as well. So you've got to think that the minutes are there for Saunders this week. Um, as with Espelifine, um, who's got that probably slightly more desirable second row centre wing jewel, he's 143k, so 20k more expensive than Saunders, same price as Lane. Um is one up in the pecking order with the Bulldogs, which brings him a little bit closer to being an auto emergency if the doggies do have a couple more injuries in the Fords.
1: Yeah, Finae is um, obviously played the one game, uh, played 34 minutes in that one game, which is interesting. And that that one game was in round 12, which was obviously the first big buy round. So you would think that he would probably play around that 34, 35 minute mark again. Um, Twenty six points. I don't know, mate. I mean, is it is it worth is it worth a trade to enough someone for twenty five or twenty six points? I mean if it's someone like MWZ, you know, for example, who you just want to cash out, you want to get your hundred K and and whatever you get this week is a bit of a bonus. Um, yeah, I can see the point. Uh but if it's if it's sort of shifting shifting numbers and shifting players around just to get one extra player Maybe the likes of Fide and Saunders um, aren't the go. I don't know. I mean, you you know, you can't really expect more than 30 from any of these guys, really.
2: Yeah, that is true. But you've got to remember in round 12, James Graham was there and I think Eastwood as well. So Fide was actually the last Bulldogs forward off the bench uh, that week. I think he may actually be the first Bulldogs forward off the bench this week. And the starting forward pack has Cassiano and Fulalo in it, which... You know, I don't think those two guys combined Would play the same minutes that James Graham does So there's going to be more than 34 minutes for Fine but That Like, to your point, that may mean that 26 points goes to 34 points or, you know, 38 points. So you do have to weigh that up. Bulldogs missing round 19 is a little bit of a killer, so I would probably, for 20K cheaper, uh, go for Saunders. But if you really do want that second-row centre wing uh, combination, then you're picking between Kennedy and and Fene.
1: Yep, yep. And then Chanel Matautia has loomed up here for the Knights – on the wing, I don't know. Is he? A, he isn't in this week, so he comes in for uh, Ken Cio, who's out, um, and obviously the Knights are missing Gagai as well. So Mateo is priced at 156k, center wing only, up against the dogs Sunday afternoon. Mate, what do you reckon? Can he jag a try?
2: Um uh, I don't know. He is the least of the Metaudias, I think. Um, him and Pat buying for that award. But uh look, he's he's just a centre wing nuff. Um hundred and fifty six K means he's a little bit above that bare minimum. Um again, you're gonna be trading in dual flexibility and thirty K over someone who won't even take the field. Um
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
2: Just for that possibility of jagging and trying the wing for the Knights, um, it, it's up to you. If you're kind of rocking 12 like you are this week, he might be an acceptable risk. But if you've kind of got 14 or 15 without him, then I would probably downgrade to someone um, who won't even play or, or, or Kennedy or, as yeah. A option.
1: Yeah, I think Kennedy's the one. He was quite popular in the preseason. Um, you know, a few people were quite keen on him. Uh didn't get named round 1, but obviously like we said, played round 2. So yeah, Kennedy's the one for me. Saunders and Finay um are both sort of there as well, you know, sitting behind Kennedy. And then I I wouldn't even bother really with King Lane or Matatia. Um if if you want cash and you don't want Kennedy, Saunders or Finay. I would just go a complete nuff who you've never heard of and who's no chance of getting a game.
2: Yeah, agreed. If you were going to risk bringing King in, it was going to be last week. You know, for the people who were stranded with Brandon Smith and and Braley, for example, and they were going to have to take, you know, auto emergencies week after week through the buys. Um, that was the time to roll the dice on King. But I think now that we've all seen him and he was a little bit mediocre, um, yeah, I would advise against it for sure.
1: Yep. Agreed, mate. All right, now there's a bunch of guns playing this weekend as well. I mean, well, the bunch of guns is probably an overstatement. There's a couple of guns playing um, <laughs> in particular from from Manly and Penrith who cover both these big buy rounds um, as well as the Knights who cover both of them. They've got no guns and the Rabbitohs who cover both of them who've got a couple of guns. So we have spoken about these guys over and over and over. Um, so I'm just going to list them out here. You've got Dylan Walker, Tapau, Cleary, Corasau, DCE, Mansour, Friend, Merrin, Moylan, Turbo, Bura, and then Vunavalu even for a lesser extent from the Storm. For me, I have, I mean, I think you're a little bit the same. We grabbed Cleary and Tapao over the last few weeks uh, I think mm-hmm. we've both had Dylan Walker since the start of the season. Um, I think Tommy Turbo's a must-have this week. He's bottomed out in price. He will be my number one trade-in option. And if I had to choose another one of these guys, I would probably... Look, I might even go for out, to be honest, just with the quagmire that is the hooker position this year. Um, you know, you're going to need someone for the next two weeks, and... Coruscant is probably the best option.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, Mansoor has tempted a lot of people, but at the same time, you know, I've got him penciled into the side for this week, but G34 with a try, like, you know, you're paying 385, which is low for Mansoor historically, but you're paying for that base, uh, the base stats and the work rate. And... um He did have a lot of runs, but they were all under eight metres and, um, yeah, a little bit rattled by 34. Mm. So if you don't have Dylan Walker, um, it's a genuine discussion. Uh, If you can only afford one to bring in, I think Tommy Turbo, 422 is ridiculously cheap because of that that torrential downpour he played in a couple of weeks ago and, and, um, you know, Scored bugger all 422k I think he's by far The The most popular Bring in this week So he's a must And I just threw Vuna there He's actually He's just on 300k um, You know We saw Against the Broncos Just He can go off At any time And I mean The uh, tries Are almost a base stat For him um, You know His whole career is averaging one try Every game So um, Yeah he, He's a bit of a pot option for, for people who want to Roll the dice
1: Yep Yep, definitely, definitely, mate. Now, obviously, to bring in these guys, we're going to need to sell some players. Uh, we spoke about maybe selling Munster last week. He, he's been playing very well. Um, so, it'd be a big move to sell him. Maybe you could do it for Tommy Turbo, uh, Paul Vaughan. He's a, I'm fine with anyone selling him. I'm uh, just looking at this other sales here. I mean, a few people are selling these Tigers rookies who have peaked like Masters and Mwz, which is fair enough. Croker and
2: Laylura Bray- would be the big one. I th- the yep. big uh, ones that could almost be considered guns. It might be worth a chat.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, Brayley Brayley's got to go, but Croker and BJ. Um, I sold BJ a couple of weeks ago. I've I've really got no problem with selling these guys. I don't think that they're in um, our final teams, so I've got no problem with selling them.
2: Yeah, I think Dylan Edwards and to a lesser extent uh, Curtis Scott coming on as, you know, scoring keeper level points as cash cows really makes the likes of BJ Lowlor expendable. expendable. Um, whereas I've had him in, I think, since just before round 12 and, you know, when he went on that terrible run, um, he's got a three-round average of 63, so he's bounced back a little bit, but at the same time, he's only ever really going to be a fifth or... You know, six centre wing option for the run home, and you know that's that's pretty much what the likes of uh, Dylan Edwards are doing for you now. So I would you know take that 340k, and I'm probably going to turn it into Munster. Uh, sorry, not uh, I'll turn it into Mansour this week um so yeah I'd advocate a trade out and, and Joe Croker has been cleared uh to come back and play but I just don't think he's looked close to ha- to having it this year like he has in previous years
1: no no nah, not at all mate I'm fine for him to go definitely there um okay so trades this week so I'm I'm pulling the trigger on all four trades I need numbers I'm struggling um so a couple of guys who are like I'm gonna sell Brayley, I'm gonna sell Mwz. Those are no-brainers. I do I need to generate some cash though to bring a couple of these other players like Tommy Turbo and that in. Josh Maguire um, just killed me last week. Luckily he was on my bench, so I didn't actually play him. But seven points with an injury misses this week. You'd have to think he's unlikely to back up, um, and he's probably outside my best seventeen. So. I'm going to try flick him uh, for someone. And then the other guy I'm going to flick is potentially Elijah Taylor, my boy, who I brought in really for that round 15 buy when he scored really well. The last two weeks has been a bit underwhelming, and he moved out to the edge on the weekend and away from the middle. So obviously did not have as many um, tackling stats and things like that. So I'm probably going to sell those four. I'm going to look to bring in two cheapies. Tommy Turbo and someone else who might even be Coruscant or it might even be Trent Merrin, to to be a little bit different. I know I've rubbished Merrin in the past, but um, I don't know, I don't know, someone else.
2: I just, I just Merrin's minutes are the, are the killer. They've, they've been all over the shop, so uh, I had Merrin from woe to go last year, and he was brilliant for me. But, um, yeah, just uncertainty with form and and, uh, the minutes Hook's given him means he's a no-go for me. Um, I was interested – I'm surprised, actually, that Elijah Taylor's on the chopping block for you just given how – how crazy Hooker's been. Um would be the only one I'd, I'd recommend bringing him in uh, for because he can play the next two weeks. But, um, yeah, Elijah Taylor, interesting with his duels there. Um, who else have you got in Hooker at the moment?
1: Uh, so I've got McInnes and Brayley. So, yeah, the, op- the other option is Brayley goes, and obviously Elijah Taylor goes down to Hooker. But I want to get two guns this week. Obviously, I want to get Tommy Turbo. So I can make that happen for Maguire with some jewels. Um, and I want to get one more gun. So uh, Taylor is the one who's looking at me saying, S- if you want a gun this week, sell me. Or or McInnes is the other one. He could go as well. But obviously Taylor's about 65 grand more.
2: Yeah, t- in that case, Taylor's probably the one to go. Um, and obviously you've got pick of the board there, but Corusow I think was my bridge, brought him in last week to Cameron Smith in round 20. So, um, you know, hopefully increases in price a bit and, and obviously he's found form. So not a bad option at all.
1: Yeah, definitely mate. Definitely. How many trades are you going to make this week?
2: Only the two. So it's, uh, BJ Leilua for Mansour at the moment. Although, as I mentioned before, I'm a little, I've got to think long and hard about, uh, bringing source in and, uh, Possibly controversially, I know Wenin's not going to do this, is selling Cameron Munster for Tommy Turbo. Um, I've got a heap of cash at the moment. Um, So it's not like I really need the cash to to get Turbo in. But what it allows me to do, I'm five trades left after this, and I can go uh, enough, you know, just bring gun, 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 gun in over the next four weeks and then just have one spare from uh, round 21 onwards and just hope I don't uh, the injury bug doesn't hit.
1: Fair enough mate and how many players will that leave you with this week? Uh,
2: this week I think it's 14 uh, this week and Munster obviously and uh, Brendan Smith um, injuries or injury killed me but yeah it led me with Mansour Edwards, Trebojevic, Crichton Cody Walker, Cleary Elliott, Phil Moano, Burgess, a lot of these, yeah, not many of these players are, uh, are uncommon. Bromwich, Brown, Corusau, Frawley, Red Redradder, and Scott. So um, I think that's fourteen all up.
1: All right, that's not a bad outfit, not a bad outfit this week. And I see in the run sheet here you're going to VC Cody Walker, mate, and Captain Brown. So I've got the captain sitting on Brown as well. How can we, how can we not captain? How can we not vice captain Angus Crichton? You've got to. You've just got to.
2: Well, I did bring him in last week, and through some miracle he didn't snap in half, uh, such as being my hatred for him until I brought him into the side. Um, yeah, look, he, he's not a bad option. Burgess is not a bad option. I guess I'm going Cody Walker because I think that less people uh, will see him. I'd say after Sammy Burgess' performance last week, that the safe option is to VC on him. But... Like you said, Crichton is absolutely viable as well. I'm I'm kind of hoping that, uh, you know, Cody Walker's come back to form 67 last week and, and 74 uh, in his game before that. So uh, been a dry spell, but it looks like Cody's back a bit.
1: Yep, definitely. he, Him and RTS have really come back in the last few weeks, I think. So they're definite holds for me. You have questions? We have answers. It's question time. All right, let's jump over to question time. We've got about five or six minutes left. Like we said, we had a lot of questions from Twitter, so apologies if this um, is a little, a little haphazard. But we're just going to go through them this week. Uh, have you got, have you got them in front of you? <clears throat>
2: yeah i do mate um okay. maddie 82a asks us mansor v peachy over the next four to five weeks so basically for the duration of Faray's injury who would who scores more
1: yeah now look i wanted to fire through these questions quickly but the first one i'm going to just take a minute here to just look up peachy because we haven't actually spoken about him 275k Joule only sees an average of 49 but He's not playing minutes this year. He's got a PPM still of 0.8, and obviously he's starting in the centres now and will be for the next few weeks. Uh, breakeven is 78. So, look, if you don't want to get him, you could actually jump on next week as well. But I think Peachy's a good option. I think he's a he's a bit of a pod. You know, he could be one who who I, for example, could bring in instead of Merrin, and hopefully they could still get the same amount of points, potentially, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think ironically enough, Peachy being at left centre actually harms Mansour a lot. Um, I know a few years ago when Idris was the left centre at Penrith, people cursed the fact that he was a ball hog. I think Peachy takes that to the next level. Uh, Loves a bit of show and go uh, himself. So um, if Peachy does well, it's probably going to be at Mansour's expense. So um, back in the centres, he does score better obviously than off the bench. But um, again, you know, like, uh, the, I can't remember who we were talking about earlier uh, today when we were talking about risking someone. Um, it's the the kind of risk I'd take mid-season, knowing that I've got enough trades there and flexibility to trade them out if it doesn't work. Um, P.T. just seems a bit of a risk for mine.
1: Yeah, all i right. right. I'm, I'm probably more positive on him than you. I might actually even end up giving him a crack for a little bit here. Um, Martin Murphy on Twitter says he's trading Turbo in this week. Big problem is who to sell to get him in out of Croker, BJ, Rapana, Harris, Edwards, Semi and Munster. I think we've probably covered this a little bit. My number one sell out of that group would be BJ with Croker second, Munster third.
2: Yeah, that's right. And um, depending on, you know, your numbers for this week, it's hard to think that you'd sell Semi, uh, given that he plays this week. But I think Semi's fairly expendable again, just given the, the prominence of Edwards, uh, you know, coming on so strong. Um, Muhammad Oda Oday uh, asks, is Papali a sell right now? and play A and practically at 19. I don't know how likely that is, but, you know, obviously he needs to back up from Origin. Um, Papali was the best forward in the game, I think, for the first, uh, you know, leading into the, the buy rounds this year.
1: Yeah, definitely. He has dropped off a bit lately. Um, Five-round average of 62, three-round average of 64. He's down to 425k. Um, I don't think he is a must-sell, no. I think he's still... Still very good. He's still definitely a top seventeen option. He'll miss a week this week, um, but he's he's backed up every other game um, post origin. So no, I would be holding him. Definitely hold him, Muhammad. Um, Swamp Ducko Four, also known as Gav, asks how many trades should we have left after round eighteen?
2: Uh, five, because <laughs> that's what I've got. Uh, no, I, I actually think that I'm. At least well at least one, possibly two trades too light, so I'd say that, um just given you know super coach history and the amount of injuries that guns get towards the end of the year, I think I'll be scraping in the last uh couple of rounds to put a gun side on uh so I'd, uh, ideally, I reckon seven is what you'd be like to to be left with to to make it a lot more comfortable than my five
1: yeah, perfect world seven but you know, if, if you want to have a good ranking you've probably gone pretty hard over the buys, so I've got I've got no dramas with four or five. As you know, if you've got a decent ranking, if you've got a decent team, you should be able to hang on from there.
2: Yeah, it all depends on how many non origin guns uh you've got. Um and how many origin guns you want to bring back in if if you're relying on uh you know bringing turbo in and for feeder in and you know a lot of those guys, then obviously you're going to you have to have those trades up your sleeve,
1: yep, definitely. so Nick Young here who's um from Twitter as well, are lafi and b j trade out options, so we've obviously covered b j but lafi we have not covered so much um been on the wane a bit in recent weeks 49, 57, and a 30 in three of his last four scores. He's got a five-round average of only 54. He's down to 423K. Breakeven is 101. So if you're going to move him on, this week is probably the week to do it. If you don't sell him this week, you're committing to sort of holding him through to the end of the season. What do you think about Lafay to a lesser extent, up and the Dragons in general?
2: Yeah, I think uh, the Dragons are just in free fall at the moment. Um... You know, Mary McGregor decided to switch it up and, and bring Mann into the halves, which I don't think really improved anything with McCrone on the bench. But um, something's just not clicking uh, at the moment, and, and I've got to think, you know, it, it's actually putting it in perspective to think that maybe St George were just on an extended decent run because they certainly seemed last week to be the side they were all of last year. Um, and on that basis, I'd be really worried about relying on LaFi week in, week out, and for, for that matter. Um, I would actually make, rank LaFi below BJ um, in, in, in terms of the pecking order. So, if you, Nick, if you're going to get rid of one of them, I'd, I'd target LaFi first because BJ looks like he's, he's got a bit more life in him lately.
1: Yeah, yep, I think so too. Lafay's about 60 or 70k more as well. So you're going to bank that cash there. I'm just looking for one more question here. A couple of questions about Jared Hayne. Um, obviously not an option this week because he's playing Origin, but he he actually jumped up 68k on the weekend. He's up to 361. He's had a couple of really good weeks with 110 and a 95. Breakeven is negative 29. So please don't buy him this week, obviously, but... Next week, what do you think? Is he an option for the run home at only 360K?
2: I looked at him so long and hard a couple of weeks ago. I think his break-even was 35, and uh, he'd already had one good performance uh, under his belt. Uh, fullback is obviously his natural position, but... He can inject himself when he likes uh, and he doesn't have to do much defence because he's a bit lazy. Um, I think he's a great pot option. You know, I don't think he's necessarily going to score the the kind of mid-70s average that Jared Hayne pre-NFL uh, scored, but I definitely think he could be a premium pot option just given that, you know, most, most of us owned him earlier in the year and got burnt and wouldn't want to bring him back in. So if you've got... Yeah, like I, I genuinely think Hayne is a is a premium pod option for the run home. Um and, you know, given that flexibility, if you've got Cody Walker as well, you can interchange him uh between fullback and 5'8". Yep,
1: yep. Agreed. He's uh yeah, I don't I don't actually mind him as a bit of a he will it, I'm just I was gonna say pod. He's sixteen percent owned, so mini pod, um but at three sixty K, negative break even, I do not mind Hayne. As an option next week, All right, mate? Should we should we start to wrap it up then?
2: Yeah, I think uh, you know it's all about knowing that your trades this week are all a stepping stone to your final team. So, uh, very important week. I think most of us are going to struggle. Uh, if you've got fifteen plus players, um, you've got to got to be hopeful of a green arrow, uh, and the rest of us we've just got to jag our VC or, or captain uh, picks to to make up.
1: That's right, mate. I enjoy, I will enjoy. I look forward to talking to you at this same time next week after my 15 or 16 players just spash you and I'm back ahead of you in the rankings.
2: Well, when and I are top one, so I think we'll just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> All right, mate. We will see you again next week. Um, look after the house. Make sure, make sure it doesn't burn down. I'll speak to you again next week. Cheers, mate.